Alright guys, and welcome back to part two of this special two-part episode of Around the Arc where we're asking the most burning questions heading into the playoffs. So yesterday in part one, we looked at the Eastern Conference, uh, looked at the three most burning questions heading into those playoffs, and then I predicted every first-round matchup. Today, we're going to do the same for the West. So first off, we're going to go through the three most burning questions that I could come up with um, heading into the West playoffs, and then I'm going to predict every first-round matchup. So let's let's just get right into it. So the first burning question I've got here is, will James Harden keep up his regular season form in the playoffs? Since joining the Houston Rockets back in 2012, James Harden has managed to establish himself as one of the best players in the league, a perennial MVP candidate, and honestly, he's become one of the most unstoppable and unique offensive forces that the NBA has has ever seen, and he somehow manages to keep getting better every year. And I think it was fair to assume after he finally won an MVP award last year, I think it was fair to assume, okay, he may have peaked there. Although he may be able to to keep up that MVP level of play for the next, I don't know, five, five seven years, he, he won't get any better. And I think that was fair enough, fair enough to assume that. But somehow he manages to take another, not a step, a leap this year where he is having arguably the greatest scoring season ever. I mean, he's averaging 36 points a game, which I think only seven seven times a player has has averaged over 36. And I think five of those times it was Wilt. The other time was Michael Jordan back in 1988, I think, where he averaged 37. And then James Harden. So that's the type of company he's in, and actually there there was a stat that I saw the other day where if if you took James Harden and put him in the 1962 season where Will averaged over 50 points a game, James Harden, the way he's playing this year, would be averaging over 60 points a game. Over 60. I mean, that is that is just ridiculously good. Like, historically, unfathomably good. It's just, it's just incredible. So he may be on his way to his second MVP award, but we all know by this point, we all know that James Harden is unreal and unstoppable in the regular season. The question marks surrounding James Harden and his legacy and how he'll be remembered as an NBA player, those question marks come in the playoffs where he has had some notable struggles and shortcomings in the past. Like you had... Back in back when he was with Oklahoma City, even back in in the 2011-2012 lockout season when OKC made the finals against the Heat, where Harden Harden struggled mightily in that series, but he was just he was he was really young. I think it was just his third season in the league. All forget like that's understandable for a third year player, first finals appearance. Um, that's fine. And then you jump to a couple of seasons later, though where uh, the Houston Rockets, with with a still all-star caliber Dwight Howard, managed to, uh, despite having home court advantage, lost to the Portland Trailblazers in round one. In 2015, 
in Game 5 of the Western Conference Finals against Golden State, uh, which turned out to be a closeout game. Uh, James Harden had just 14 points and a postseason high 12 turnovers. Like, that's the most turnovers anyone's had in a playoff game. And then the year later, uh, where he had a, his 10-point performance against San Antonio in a closeout game six in Houston, which they lost by 30-something points. So he's had he's had quite a few notable notable struggles, and though he was he was better in the playoffs last year, he was very, he was he was good. He was a very he was very good in the playoffs last year. Things still ended in a very disappointing way, but that was more for Houston as a team rather than just James Harden. Do you remember in Game Seven after Chris Paul had gone down with the injury, uh, they made it to Game Seven against the Warriors, had that brilliant first half, were up by 11 or so, but then they had that infamous streak of 27 consecutive missed threes, which which cost them the game. I mean, that would cost anyone the game. But like I said, that, that wasn't on hard, and that was more on the team as a whole. But even so, losses like that, they always fall on the superstar player, and that's what James Harden is. So he'll be looking this year to finally break through and establish his playoff dominance, much like he has done with the regular season. And he'll be looking to start forming that kind of postseason legacy that the other greats have. The Rockets, they did take a slight knock at final game of the season last night. They did slip back to the fourth seed when Portland went on that miraculous fourth quarter run to beat the Kings last night. Uh, so they will face a Jazz team in round one that has been on fire of late, especially since the All-Star break, finishing... Did they finish with 50 wins, 49 wins? I think they finished with 50 wins, uh, led by Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert, the Stifle Tower. I mean, that is that is a really good Utah team, and they will not be easy to get by in round one. And you remember, uh, these two teams faced off in the second round of last year's playoffs. And even with a rookie Donovan Mitchell, they still, they, they gave the Rockets headaches. I mean, it was only five games, but, um, remember, I remember they won, they won game two of that series in Houston. And then game five, the closeout game, I remember, uh, Mitchell, Donovan Mitchell had, I think 22 points or something in the third quarter. And, then got injured. So you think, oh, if he hadn't got injured, maybe they could have won that game. But anyway, point is, this is no pushover, this Utah team, and they're a, they're a year more experienced. And like I said, they've been streaking in the second half of the season, much like Houston has. So that will be a very challenging first-round matchup. But let's say, well, Houston still have home court advantage, and they still have MVP Harden and Chris Paul, like, if they if they make it through this first round series, they will then most likely be up against Golden State, which I mean this seemed like an inevitable conference finals matchup, but it's looking like we're gonna get it in round two. And while the Rockets aren't the team they were last year that looked like they were about to knock off the Warriors, they're still they're still a very, very good team and I mean, if if James Harden is playing at his, you know, 40-point-per-game best and you've got a healthy playoff Chris Paul, I mean, that, that'll, be, that'll at least be an interesting series against Golden State. Now, 
for Houston as a team to live up to expectations and for Harden to live up to expectations, he do, he, he needs to be at least his regular season self. If not, he do he does if possible need to reach another level come playoff time, especially if they're playing the Warriors in round two. For them to have any shot in that series, they're going to need Harden to take another leap, a leap past his 36-point-per-game regular season self and up in into the 40s uh, for them to have any chance against Golden State. But for them, for James Harden and the Rockets to live up, live up to expectations, they're going to need to get past the Jazz in round one and... For James Harden individually, he's just going to need to be his MVP self, dominant every 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 single night come playoff time, and that's something we have yet to see from James Harden in the playoffs. Consistent dominance every single game, and I think that's that's the next step that he needs to take to start putting his name next to some of the all-time greats, and that'll be fun to see and. Just just based off of how much better he keeps getting every year, I do expect him to do that. I do expect a dominant version of James Harden. I expect him to have the best playoff run of his career and really looking forward to really looking forward to seeing it. Next burning question we have can the Thunder make a run? Now, when I was when I was Doing my research for the episode when I was when I was preparing, this was a this was a few days ago where uh, the Thunder could have still legitimately fallen to the eighth seed or, or even the seventh seed, and it was looking like they were, if they managed to avoid the Warriors, they were going to have to play either Houston or Denver in round one, and somehow, <laughs> based on the crazy crazy events of of last night, the last day of the season, they have managed to not only avoid the Warriors but have somehow managed to avoid both the Rockets and the Nuggets as well, landing themselves instead with a matchup against an injured Portland Trailblazers team. If you, if you, ha- if you don't remember, Yusuf Nurkic, Portland's big man and third best player, went down with a horrible broken leg injury uh, just a few weeks ago, which was a, a massive blow to this team's playoff chances and then obviously you had cj mccullum who's been hurt for the last few weeks he just came back uh, a couple of nights ago so he'll still be looking to uh, wear off the rust so for the thunder things couldn't have gone any better for them and while portland they'll still there'll be no walkover i mean they've still got damian lillard cj mccullum and they've got an improved bench this year uh, you know guys like rodney hood seth curry evan turner still I mean, this is this is still a very good team, but as long as Paul George is at a hundred percent or pretty much a hundred percent, I know he's been dealing with this shoulder shoulder issue. But if he's at near enough a hundred percent and their defense, they're locked in on defense. Because I mean, this Thunder defense is can be suffocating at times. I would I would have them slightly favored against the Blazers in round one, even though they don't have home court advantage. Now, assuming they get past round one, they'll then be faced with the winner of the Denver-San Antonio series, which uh, I imagine will be Denver, who, you know, they're really, really tough team. They've been really good all year. They have the best home court advantage in the league. I think they were 34-7 and at home this year. And not having home court advantage 
that could be an issue for for Oklahoma City. But the Nuggets are, you know, they're a relatively inexperienced team. Well, what will end up deciding how far the Thunder go in this year's playoffs is... I think their defense partly, but also their shooting. They're not the best outside shooting team. And I think with that, it starts with it starts with Russell Westbrook. If he's got his shot falling, then that spells trouble for the rest of the Western Conference. Because if he finds his shot and is hitting threes consistently and he's got his, you know, his little pull up pull up mid range jumpers, if he's got them falling, look out. And if the re- if the rest of the team are making their threes as well as being locked in on defense. That is where this team can fulfill their potential and I think make a run at the Western Conference Finals. So assuming assuming they get past Portland, they'll likely have to face they'll have to face the winner of the Nuggets and Spurs in round two. So we're assuming that's the Nuggets. And despite despite the Nuggets having the best home court advantage in the league this year, uh, they won thirty four games at home this year. 34 and 7. Despite them having that crazy home court advantage, I would still I would still give Oklahoma City a chance. I wouldn't necessarily say that they'd be the favorites, but I would still give them a chance given the Nuggets' relative lack of playoff experience, especially when it comes to their 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 young guys and their 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 top players. Uh, so I think the ceiling for this Oklahoma City team is the conference finals. I can I can legitimately see them making the conference finals, especially with the way the seeding has worked itself out. And if they meet the Golden State Warriors in the conference finals, man, are we in for a show that series. I mean, I, I wouldn't give the Thunder a chance. I could maybe see them pushing it to six games, maybe. But just just seeing Russell Westbrook versus Kevin Durant in the playoffs... Just Russell Westbrook against this entire Golden State team because it seems like every every time they play, well, I mean, Russ is angry every every time he plays, no matter who he's playing against. But just with this Golden State team, Russ just seems to be at another level when it comes to his competitiveness and and the anger he plays with, and that seems to rub off on the rest of this team. Like like Oklahoma City brings their A game when they play Golden State, so that will be that will be an incredibly entertaining conference final series if we do if we do in fact get to see it with the thunder it starts and ends with their two stars russell westbrook and paul george if they're on their a game and if they can if they can lead this team if they can if they can play at the top of their games and then if they're if the team is hitting their threes and their defense remains dominant then I, I see a conference finals team here. But, like with all these questions, we're just going to have to wait and see how everything plays out. And our final burning question is about the Nuggets, who I, I was just touching on in the previous tof- topic. And if they are, in fact, for real. So, are the Nuggets legit contenders? So, Denver has been one of the many surprise teams this year but i think they they could they certainly have a case for being the biggest surprise team you know after after missing the playoffs last year on the final game of the season i think that certainly lit a fire under this team and they came out right right from game one they have established themselves as contenders in the stacked western conference 
and they have like they have a, an amazing young core and then they have a great coach Mike Malone who's uh, you know a coach of the year candidate and then veterans like like uh, like Paul Millsap and Mason Plumley on the team I mean this this is this is a really good team however their young core their relative young core and their lack of playoff experience lots of people aren't taking this team as seriously as maybe they should in the playoffs you know their best player Nikola Jokic along with Jamal Murray Gary Harris and then their guys off the bench Monte Morris and Malik Beasley all key rotation players none of them have played a playoff game so when I say lack of playoff experience they have a blatant lack of experience which I think is the reason lots of Lost, lost people. I mean, including myself to a certain extent, are count are counting this team out in the playoffs. They're not really expecting them to make much noise. And not only not only their lack of experience, but they they've not been great on the road this year either. I mean, I've mentioned already their their incredible home court advantage, but on the road they were they were under five hundred. They were at twenty and twenty one on the road this year which is i mean it's not terrible but it's not you know like a true contender uh, so that's that's another that's another reason why i think um why i think people are counting this team out but home court advantage is a is a real advantage to have especially especially in denver you know with the altitude and i mean their crowd you know everything everything that plays into their home court advantage that is it that is a big that is a big point in their favor there especially as the second seed they're going to have home court advantage until the conference finals if they make it there so that is that is a legit factor and reason to be taking this team seriously as well as that i mentioned they're incredibly well coached i think mike malone should be in consideration at least for coach of the year this year and you know, with the way their season ended last year, coupled that with the fact that people are counting them out in the playoffs this year, I expect them to expect the team as a whole to be extra motivated. You know, to just prove prove everyone wrong and prove that they do belong as true contenders in the West, and that they should be mentioned with the other great teams and the other the other teams that are expected to make noise in the playoffs, like the Golden States and the Houston's and the Oklahoma Cities. So expect that. And it will be interesting to see in round one going up against the Spurs. It's kind of like polar opposite styles. You know, you've got the uh, the kind of pace and space nuggets going up against the the half-court Spurs who, you know, they're, they're two best players. They don't shoot any threes. Um, I mean, that will be interesting to see. And then just going up against the, the playoff poise and experience of Greg Popovich I think will be definitely a learning experience for this Nuggets team and while I do expect them to win that series past round one I think this Denver team they're the hardest team to predict I think in in the playoffs this year I think past the first round I, I have no idea what could happen whether they're going to you know they're not quite ready for for the the big moments you know whether they're not quite ready for making a deep playoff run or whether they're just going to surprise everyone and 
you know, make a conference finals run and challenge Golden State in the end. I think it could, it could, it could go either way uh, with this team. And that's why it's going to be really, really interesting to watch them come playoff time. And with that, I just want to quickly get into my first round predictions for the Western Conference playoffs. Just before we wrap things up here. So we've got Golden State going up against the Clippers in round one. The Clippers, again, I feel like I'm saying this in every segment of these episodes, a surprise team. The Clippers, another surprise team who defied all expectations, especially since the trade deadline when they traded away their their best player and leading scorer in Tobias Harris. Since then, they have continued their winning ways, led by you know Lou Williams and Montrez Harrell coming off the bench. Uh, you know guys like Danilo Gallinari in the starting lineup, Shea Gilgis Alexander, the rookie point guard who's been amazing for them. I mean. Despite all that, despite the fact that, I mean, Doc Rivers has, you know, put on a coaching clinic this year and has made his case for coach of the year, despite all that, they're going up against what will be a focused Golden State team on playoff time. So I I can maybe see the Clippers stealing a game at home, uh, but I don't really see this going past five games, I don't think. So next up, we've got the second-seeded Nuggets going up against the Spurs, which I was just talking about briefly. I do expect the Nuggets to come out on top here, but I can I can see this game easily going six games, possibly seven. But I'm going to I'm going to stick I'm going to stick with six games. I think Denver's home court advantage will be the biggest factor, and I just I just think they're they're a deeper, more well-rounded team. I think, than the Spurs. Although, that's the thing with San Antonio. You can never count out Greg Popovich. Never count him out in the playoffs. So, six or seven, I'm going Denver in six. Next up, you've got third-seeded Portland Trailblazers against the Oklahoma City Thunder, which, again, I was talking about earlier. I I would expect Oklahoma City to come out on top in this series, um, you know, with, with Nurkic being gone and with McCollum still kind of getting back into game shape after missing uh, extended time with that injury that he had, I see Oklahoma City winning in six games. I think I think they'll need to close it out in game six at home because, I mean, Portland, they've got a pretty good home crowd as well. So, I mean, I wouldn't like to face them in a game seven, but I just think with, with Russ and PG... I think this 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 team will will take advantage of the shorthanded Blazers, and I think they'll ride their momentum from the little five game winning streak they had to end the season. So I've got Oklahoma City winning in six in that series, and then finally we have the Rockets versus the Jazz, which I think has the potential to be the most entertaining first round series. East or West, you know, in the entire in, in the entire playoff bracket, and as a result, I think this is the hardest one to predict. But I'm just gonna go with I'm gonna go with Houston in seven, and that's that's just because of home court advantage. I think I think James Harden and Chris Paul will be on their A game, and I think they'll in the end I think they'll carry the team to the seri- to a series win because I do think Utah they're the most they're the they're the better team 
they've they're they're more well-rounded they're deeper but i just think houston have the overwhelming talent and i just think their their style as long as they're th- as long as they're hitting their threes i i don't i don't see them falling in round one so i'm going houston in seven for that one so yeah i think the west that's that's going to be the more entertaining of the two conferences just in terms of the first round um i think there are going to be numerous numerous close series here but again i've picked no upsets so i know i know that might be a little bit boring uh but you never know i might be proved totally wrong so um we'll just we'll just have to wait and see but man i I can't wait this is the best time of year for for any basketball fan and yeah just can't wait for them to get started and with that that brings us to the end of this little two-part two-part episode that we've had leaning leading into the playoffs i hope i hope you've enjoyed it uh again if you want you know, if you want to give me your thoughts on on the episode or the podcast as a whole feel free to feel free to find me on twitter i'm at around the arc pod on there uh so be sure to uh, find me on there other than that if you want more daily nba content be sure to head over to sir charles in charge dot com where articles are posted every day on everything going on in the nba and other than that i will see you back next week where we will dive into some of the top stories from the playoffs Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%.